Hi, I'm Ryan McAdam, and you're listening to the Bedtime Story Podcast. I love you, now go to sleep. These are bedtime stories I tell my kids, usually made up on the fly. The stories are about the adventures of a magical pink winged unicorn named Astro, who was made up by my daughter. I hope you enjoy them. We have fun making them. If you like the podcast, be sure to give it a rating wherever you're listening. And with that, let's begin. Quasi was in his room. He was working with all his treasure maps. Many of his treasure maps he had used before. You know, he had gone and followed the clues and to find different kinds of treasures. Each treasure was different, but none of the treasures were very big. Although one time they did find a big chest of gold, but they gave it away to a museum. Quasi loved treasure hunting. He had collected all kinds of maps from his uncle and from his grandpa and from his time as a pirate. But there was one map that always was a little confusing to him. It was a treasure map, all right, but it was on a blank piece of treasure map paper. Like there was no map there, except for an X. X marks the spot where the treasure is, but an X doesn't do a lot of good unless there's a map around it to show you how to get to it. This one always confused Quasi. Why would someone make a map that just had an X on it, but didn't show any land or islands or any place to actually tell us how to get there? Hmm, he thought. He was using candlelight. He was using his favorite pirate scents. Cinnamon bun with vanilla. A pirate's favorite odor. Thinking, he looked at the map. He had looked at it many, many times before, but it was always just an X on the page. Finally, he thought, Oh, this is so difficult. What is this thing... Just have an X on it. He picked the map up and he laid down on his bed to look at the X. That's when he noticed, when he was holding the X up to the candlelight, when he was looking at it from his bed, he could see something that he wasn't able to see before. With the candlelight shining light behind the map, he was able to see faint lines on the paper that he wasn't able to see with regular light. Blimey! Shiver me whiskers, he would say. Oh, think I found something. He took the map down, took it to a light table and put it on. A light table is a special kind of table. You flip a switch and a light comes from underneath the table that'll shine light through anything on top of the table, like a treasure map. He flipped it on, but there was nothing there, just the X. Oh, now we sell some. He took it off. He flipped the light back on. Nothing. But when he held the map up to the back of the candle, or with the candle facing the back of the map, he could see lines. He could see uh, treasure map lines, and he could see uh, locations that were familiar under the water. I'll think I figured it out. You need candlelight to read this map, not regular light. He took a pencil, and he started tracing the lines that he could only see with candlelight on the map until every detail of the map was filled in. When he was done, he turned on the regular lights, and he had a complete treasure map. X marked the spot, and he knew exactly where the X was. Oh, this is amazing. Now I can go find this treasure. I've got to go show the other aquanauts. He exited his room and jumped in the tube, sliding all the way down and through. He was going...
They always put their head down on the slide. That's how they slide. Fine. He put his head down on the slide and slide. But he was sliding very fast because he was very excited. He was going to HQ where the other aquanauts were. They came down the tube fast and popped out, and he ran right to the group of his friends, but he was going so fast he couldn't slow down. Look out, Quasi, said Captain Peso. Captain, wow! <laughs> he knocked right into a bunch of his friends, and they all fell over. Before he knew it, he was up and about, jumping around, going, Guys, guys, I figured it out. I figured out the map that has always eluded me. Where the X was the only X on the page. Now the whole map is complete. All the other aquanauts are on the floor, dizzy from having just been bowled over by Quasi. Peso got up and said, Oh, Quasi, that's amazing. How did you figure it out? Dashi said, Yeah, you've always had that blank map with that X. What did you do different? Quasi said, It was candlelight. I could only see the map with candlelight. Once I realized that, I could trace all the images I saw on the candlelight onto the actual map to make it complete. Now we can go find the treasure. But Tweak said, But Quasi, you can't look for that treasure. Why not, said Quasi? Because it's been in your do-not-seek pile forever. Your grandpa himself said, Don't look for the treasure on that map if you're, able, able to, if you're ever able to. It's cursed. Peso said, Cursed? What do you mean cursed? Quasi said, Oh, it's an old pirate tale. Anyone who was able to read the map and follow the X, treasures to the X, disappeared and was never heard of again. But that's just an old pirate's tale. No one's ever been able to hear. No one's ever been able to figure out where the X was anyway, so no one was ever able to follow the map. There's no curse. Why would your grandpa tell you there was a curse, said Tweak, unless there was one? Blimey, says Quasi. I won't even worry about it. It's a treasure map. They're not cursed. It's an old pirate's tale. Regardless if it's a pirate's tale or not, said, uh, said Captain Barnacle, I'm glad you figured it out, but we have a mission. We need to go clean up another algae spill so animals are not getting sick. But, Captain, we're so close. This treasure map is just around the corner. Quasi, we're here to explore and to help, and right now we need to help. We will get to your treasure map shortly. Wow, Dashie said. Quasi, can I take a picture of you and your treasure map just for remembering this day that you figured it out? He said, sure, sure. He held up his map and pointed to it, and Dashie took a quick picture. And then Captain Marnival said, Quasi, I need you to put the map away. We need your help. It's time to clean up this algae. Oi, oi, Captain. Quasi slowly walked back to his tube, dragging the map behind him and jumped in. He came back out in his room, put the map on his bed, and started getting ready for the mission. Then he had an idea. He went bing, like a light bulb in his head. He thought, I'll bet I can go out and get the treasure really fast. So fast that I can get back before anyone even knows that I'm gone, and then I can still help clean up and get those animals to safety. No one even needs to know, and then when I show them the treasure, they'll be so impressed. Yeah, let's do that. Quasi grabbed the map from his bed, got his oxygen tanks, and said, I'm going to go find this treasure. There's no curse. Nothing's going to stop me. It's going to be easy. It's just around the corner. He left the octopod and began to swim. He couldn't take a gup because he didn't want to take the equipment the other aquanauts would need to help clean up the spill. But because it was so close, he knew he could get to the treasure quick. 
He swam and swam, through coral, through caves, until he finally came to a little clearing where X marked the spot. Now I just need to find out exactly where this X is. There was a crater, a crater that was quite large. There was nothing around it, but it seemed to slope down into the ground. Quasi thought for a minute. He thought, maybe it's a sand trap. Maybe they hid this treasure in a sand trap. That would be really genius, because no one ever goes looking for treasure in a sand trap. He swam over to the center of the sand trap, and there he saw an X, an X, to mark the spot. He thought, now I gotta dig. He took out a shovel he had brought with him, and he began to dig right on top of the X. Oh, I'm gonna find that treasure. It's gonna be the best thing ever. As he started to dig and dig, the sand around him began to shake. The walls started to get a little higher, and he realized all of a sudden that something was happening. But it was too late. The walls around him seemed to grow out of the ground and close and seal at the top around him. These walls were green, and they were transparent. Light could get through, but they were also solid. Quasi thought, oh no, something's happening. I think it's a trap. He tried to swim out before this big green mouth gobbled him up, but it was too late. All along the top and the sides, this green room sealed tightly shut, big teeth weaving back and forth. Oh no, what is this? Quasi didn't know it, but he had just been sucked into a trap. He was in a huge underwater Venus fly trap. Quasi looked all around. He was worried that there was no way to get out of this thing. It was clearly a big animal. He's right, he thought. This thing really was cursed. Must have been that others found the map using candlelight as well. And when they went for it, this big green creature must have eaten them. And that's why we never heard from them ever again. And blimey, now I'm here too. I gotta get out. He thought to himself, think, think, think. How do I get out of here? I'm an aquanaut. Therefore, I'm small and I'm brave. I can do this. Plus, I'm a pirate. And pirates aren't scared of sea monsters. He tried to push on the walls. He tried to break them open, but he couldn't. They were too thick. He thought, I gotta get out of here soon. Or this thing's gonna start to eat me. He tried to do his best, looking at every seam, trying to find any kind of opening or any kind of weak spot he can get through. And then when he found out he couldn't get through any of them, he got sad. Here I am, a pirate. I got too excited about treasure. I forgot my own standards. I'm not a pirate anymore. I'm an alconaut. It was my duty to help and then go find this treasure with me friends. But instead, I got greedy. I decided to look for treasure first. And now, here I am in trouble, and nobody even knows where I am. I didn't tell anybody. They're never going to find me here. What am I going to do? He sat, and he got sad, and he got sad. And then all of a sudden, he heard a knock. Doot, 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 doot. What was that? He heard the knock again. Doot, 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 doot. Then he heard a familiar voice saying, Quasi? Quasi, are you in there? Captain Barnacles? Quasi, it's us, your octonauts, your friends. He heard all his octonaut friends on the outside of the underground of the underwater Venus flytrap, and he could see their shadows on the wall because the walls were transparent. He swam over and said, Captain, you gotta help me. I got trapped in this thing. It was all a trap. There's no treasure at all. 
There's just a big underwater sea monster that eats that eats things when they find the axe. How did you find me, Captain? That's when Dashy swam up and said, mm-hmm. We found you because I took a picture of you in your map. When you didn't show up for work, we looked for you. We got worried. And then we thought he probably went to look for his treasure. And then we said, how are we going to find him? And I said, I'll take a picture with him with his map. So we have a picture of your map and we followed it here. We're all here to help you, Quasi. Oh, that's so good. How are we going to get out? How do you think they got out, Louie? How did Quasi get out of the monster? How they got out? They had to use a special key that only bad guys could want to fly out. Okay, bad guys, special key, flies. All right. Quasi said, I don't know how you guys are going to get me out of here. This thing is airtight. Well, if there was air, we are underwater after all. And then Dashy said, we can get into any lock. This is just a lock. We just need the right key. And Dashy said, yeah, I think I have the right one. We're going to use the gups. The gups were special underwater vehicles that had hooks attached to them. They could hook onto things and then pull it. If they used two gups and hooked one hook to each side of the monster's mouth, they could pull it open and let Quasi out. That's a great idea, said Quasi. You just hang tight, said the Aquanauts. Dashy and Tweak were going to run the gups. So the other Aquanauts helped them get things ready. Yeah, but they got hurt. I know. I'm still trying to figure out how they're going to get hurt. So, what happened is, the Aquanauts hooked the hooks to each side of the big monster's mouth. The monster was a big plant after all, so it wasn't really doing much. It was just waiting to digest Quasi over months and months. Dashy and Tweak each got into a gup. Captain Barnacle said, All right, Dashy, Tweak, begin to pull. Pull! And so Dashy and Tweak each pulled in opposite directions with the hooks in the monster's mouth, slowly pulling the monster's mouth open. The monster's mouth didn't move very far at first, not far at all, and then inch by inch it began to open. The gups were pulling as hard as they can, but it wasn't hard enough, and there was a problem. The hook's rope started to stretch and then fray on each side of the gup and then broke. Each gup went and lurched forward, and each girl in the gup was thrown into the, in the cab, and they both bumped their heads on steering wheels and went thump, thump. Each of them had a big bruise, and a huge knot appeared that was really ouchy to touch. Peso said, oh no. The gups went out of control, spinning and spiraling, Both of the girls were unconscious, and the gups were going to crash. Captain Barnacle said, Aquanauts, we need to get to those gups now, before they crash, to save Dashy and Tweak. Captain Barnacle swam towards one. Peso swam towards another. They went as fast as they could. And then Captain Barnacle caught up with one gup, and Peso caught up with the other. They got in, and they steered the gups to safety. Peso had to bandage um, Tweak's head and had the bandage Dashy's head too. They were both unconscious for only a minute and then they woke up and they asked, what happened? Captain Barnacle said, the ropes weren't strong enough and they broke and you got hurt in the process. Quasi heard the whole thing and said, oh, I'm so sorry. I wish I could help. 
Captain Barnacle said, Don't you worry, Quasi, we're going to get you out of there. But how? Shellington was there. And of course, Shellington can't do much because he's a little afraid of everything. And he's not really good at driving gups. And he thought, well, let me think about this. Is there any way to get a Venus flytrap to release its prey? He looked through his special book and then said, Aha! I know exactly how we can get him to open his mouth. It's actually quite easy. I should have looked at this before. Captain Barnacle said, What exactly do we need to do? Uh, Shellington? Shellington said, We need to tickle the plant. What? What do you mean tickle? He said, Venus flytraps are very ticklish. They have very strong jaws, so when they bite onto something like they have quasi, they'll never let go. Quasi can never get out unless we tickle the outside of the mouth of the plant. The tickling will get him to open up and laugh. If we can get him to laugh, Quasi can get out. Where are we going to get feathers big enough to tickle him? That's a good question. Lily, where did they get feathers big enough to tickle an underground Venus flytrap? From a massive bird who always leaves his feathers behind because of turkey. Turkey, 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 turkey. A turkey? Yeah, Tur turkey. Turkeys aren't underwater. But this one was, okay. Okay. Luckily, it just so happened that a giant underwater turkey was passing by. Captain Pay, Captain Barnacle said, Excuse me, giant turkey. The turkey didn't talk, it just went, And the captain went, <clears throat> Yes. Uh, can we borrow a few of your feathers? Our friend has been stuck in that monster over there, and we need to tickle him free. The turkey just went, The turkey flew away, but he left exactly two feathers behind. Well, he swam away, and he left two, two feathers behind. And uh, they gathered up the feathers and took it over to the plant. And out there, there was a dashing and tweak on one feather, and there was Peso and Captain Barnacle on another feather, and they began to tickle either side of the plant. It took a little while, but the plant started going. <laughs> they kept tickling and tickling until the plant opened his big mouth and went. <laughs> Quasi took the time to get out. He swam as fast as he could past the big sharp teeth of the monster and all the way out. The moment Quasi got out, the plant snapped his mouth shut again. <laughs> And then he went, and he sank, sank back, back deep into the sand, right back to where he had come from. Quasi said, guys, you got me out. Thank you so much. I'll swear I'll never do that again. I'll never leave without telling you where I've been. So if I get into trouble, you know where I am. And I won't leave you guys to do work that I should have been doing because I'm an octonaut. Captain Barnacle said, Quasi, that's true. You left and you shouldn't have but we're glad that Dashy took a picture of you and your map so we could find you. Is everything okay? I'm sorry there was no treasure. Quasi said, No worries, Captain. You guys are, are treasure enough. Good friends are always better than treasure. They all had a good belly laugh, and they all went back to clean up the algae bloom that was making all the sea creatures sick. The end. Hi, I'm Ryan McAdam, and you're listening to the Bedtime Story Podcast. I love you, now go to sleep. 
These are bedtime stories I tell my kids, usually made up on the fly, so yeah, they can be structurally kind of rough. The stories are about the adventures of a magical pink winged unicorn named Astro, who was made up by my daughter. To be fair, Astro's not always in the stories. Many of these adventures feature just my kids' favorite cartoon characters from whatever cartoon they are watching at the moment, but Astro was the genesis for these bedtime stories and this podcast. I record these stories on my phone in my kids' room, and it's common to have my daughters interject during the story to make sure the plot is going in their approved direction. Sometimes the stories are long and sometimes short. Sometimes I get really into the stories, and sometimes it's just been a long day. Sometimes these stories get rowdy, and sometimes these stories can even be a bit scary. Though I do my best to keep things on the up and up with my five-year-old and her younger sisters. I hope you enjoy them. We have fun making them, usually. If you like the podcast, be sure to give it a rating wherever you're listening. And with that, let's begin.